frequent flyers, what a fun Friday it is. I'm actually sitting in the studio recording, editing and uploading your Aviatrix Airwaves episode of this week all in one day. It is Friday, so if you are listening to this live, recorded this episode this morning for you. Nothing like a bit of last minute, but I really, really wanted to get today's guest in, who is Jake Welton. He is a photographer, an incredible dad. He is an, a business educator, which I have just learned so much from in, I think I met him about a year ago and he works for a company called Bishop Bill, Selling Billboards and yeah, this episode is so jam-packed. I've left out news. He actually put a little bit of travel chat in for the end of us in this episode today, but it is a lengthy one. However, there is so much to learn from it and it's an episode that absolutely everyone can take stuff away because our topic is, if you haven't already read the title, the importance of advertising and valuing customer relationships, which is something that Jake is just so, so good at. His customer relationships is the whole reason I've worked with him. There's been many other businesses that I could have worked with and I could have put our money into. However, purely because our relationship is so good and the way he treats people and businesses is just incredible and I really I really want you to sit down with a notepad and take everything in from him today because yeah there's just so much to unpack and advertising affects us all whether you are you know consuming it whether you're buying it whether you're selling it 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 impacts us all and I think it's a really interesting episode to listen to and yeah I was excited to have someone else in the studio today I have been doing a couple episodes just on my own which you guys have been loving I've been hearing lots of good feedback that you love just the chit chat and I that's another reason why I got Jake in because we just sit and chit chat four hours and it is literally just having a conversation with my mate and I am so interested in everything he has to say and like I said I've learned so much from him so I did spring it on him really last minute uh, but I knew I had to do it like that be otherwise he would have just thought about it too much so thank you to Jake I know he'll maybe listen back to the start of this episode thank you for joining me today on the podcast and we've also got another guest in next week so the next couple episodes are going to be interview style episodes again but both really relaxed you know that's the way I like it on this podcast so both very relaxed comfortable literally just to chat with my mates about some business and some stuff that you can learn as well so that is what we've got it is a long episode so maybe plug it in on your drive to and from work and yeah enjoy everything that you have to learn and take away from this and ladies also enjoy Jake's voice he has such a calming voice to listen to I feel like you're gonna you're gonna really like him and yeah that's that's kind of what we've got in store for today what's been happening in the past week Locke did turn 21 it was a very good night celebrating him unfortunately the Broncos did lose the same night that is my second team so it was a little bit upsetting but it was still a very great night celebrating locks that was so much fun our new intake at Townsville Helicopters and National Aviation Academy has started and I just wanted to do a little shout out to Grace which is one of our new students and a shout out to the Aviatrix community because Grace literally packed up her life and moved states and has started this new chapter of her life which is stepping into her commercial helicopter license because of the aviatrix community so can you all just stop and take a moment and realize 
the impact that you are all making. It's not myself. It is everyone in our community. And I just think that is something to stop and feel really proud of today. So congratulations to all of you who are out there showing up, being a voice and being a role model for those people who want to join our industry and just to get out there and live your best life and do whatever makes you happy, which also backs on to today's episode because Jake is just so passionate about what he does and you can see just the overall vibe of someone's life change when you're actually doing something for purpose and for passion and I hope you can hear that in the episode. So shout out to Grace, so proud of you for taking this step. Happy birthday to Locke who we celebrated on the weekend and get ready for a jam-packed episode. Enjoy Frequent Flyers. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'm actually heading straight off to the hair salon right now because I'm getting all glammed up for Townsville Business Women's Circle Awards, which we'll talk about in next week's episode. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend for those of you at Flyers Ball this weekend. Hope to meet you there and I'll chat to you next week. Enjoy today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. I'm going to put a little timer on because I know me and you will chat for years. Oh, yeah. So cool, I'm going to put a timer on. Yeah, yeah, for So that for we you don't. Go over. You ready to rock and roll, man? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad we had that conversation yesterday because it felt like we got the juices flowing a little bit more before this. And unexpected, you definitely did drop this on me. I did. But they're fun things to talk about. And I do think that they are valuable as well. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Jake, welcome to the 537 Media and the Aviatrix Airwaves studio. So good to have you in today. I've really just made this a very last minute invite but it's a topic that I've wanted to cover for so long and I feel like it's one that I haven't really had the confidence to deliver and it's definitely come from inspiration from you because you are just so good with your customer relationships and you have such a passion for advertising and advertising affects us all whether we consume it whether we buy it whether we are like you and sell it it affects us all and kind of on the back end of that customer relationships affects us all I don't think there's like a single job out there that you don't really oh maybe a couple maybe like if you were a spy or something there's not <laughs> yeah, many <laughs> spy, yeah not many that I've never would. seen that in the newspaper <laughs> there's not many roles out there where you don't need experience in customer service or where it won't help you out. So we did negotiate a little bit because I wanted to talk on customer relationships towards the end of the podcast and you are very passionate on advertising. So I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for dropping it on me. I feel like I uh, couldn't have thought about this for much longer than a day otherwise I would have talked myself out of it for sure. I could see the veins popping out of your head yesterday and you were like, Georgie, you've really done this to me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yep, that's how I roll, Jake. The veins are flaccid. They're out all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep, last minute. And... Love the get-up. We have gone matching today. I tried my best. I really did. Good. I'm proud Talk of me it. through the outfit. What's the outfit um, of the day? I have uh, Donahue's Iron Williams on. I have Kmart jeans on because you're the only ones that have stretched. Well, I've heard good things oh. about the Kmart jeans. $20. Holy. A pair of jeans. I know. That's unreal. Really. They're, that's so crazy to me to think. I have like seven pairs of them. Mm-hmm. Those are $20. I need at least, you know, half a dozen of these. And this is my Gander shirt. 
I love it. I, I love know. that color. Right, me too. I can't buy another one. I actually have three of these as well. I'm seeing a pattern as I'm saying yes. this out aloud that I like to buy a lot of mm-hmm. things that I like. Um, <laughs> yeah, bad. Why do I have three of these? I definitely don't need it. They were hey, cheap. you never know. I saw you in the same get up yesterday, so lucky you, you had a couple so you, you could wear it today. Know. Maybe I'd only have one and I lied just so you wouldn't think that I didn't wash it last yeah, night. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. I like where you're going with that. And it is very special to have you in here today because the frequent flyers wouldn't know, but... Jake sitting right here actually got Aviatrix Airwaves up on a billboard when we first launched, which, not going to lie, it was a little bit embarrassing, but it no, was really, really cool and I tried to take that in. I feel like the creative that you had on there was really good too. It was nice, mm-hmm. simple and it was clean. And mm-hmm. I think that I th- you, even though you were nervous to be up there, I think that you would have had a sense of pride. I definitely did. Yeah, it was uh, – podcasting was something I've been wanting to do for over a year and it was on paper for probably two years and yeah to see it actually come to life and the guys here at 537 did such a good job with creating that image and bringing bringing it to life so super good it's very yeah. editorial it looks so professional up there it looks like it belongs oh yeah well you know we try yes <laughs> and you know with billboards there I look at billboards all the time and mm-hmm. some people get the messaging and the creative wrong and yours definitely made oh, sense up there thank you well that takes us into a little bit of what you do so tell us who is jake what does he do bit of background previous experience all that all sort right. of stuff all right so i am jake and i'm an account manager for a company called bishop billboards um, i've been with them for the last five years before that i was a country clothing uh, rep oh actually, howdy can you give me your best yeehaw yeehaw I no actually, your best no, one no no that is Come my yeehaw on. I actually say yeehaw I would, it, would, it is like one of my Jake catchphrases and it probably doesn't <laughs> suit me but like my dad said I've said this like when we talked about my emo phase before I was saying yeehaw back then which definitely oh god right, I know embarrassing favourite country singer then oh <sighs> Man, you know, it's sort of bad because I'm going to go basic, but probably like Zach Bryan. I got tickets to him yesterday. Mm, Cool. Six tickets for the gals and the frequent flyers hate me because I always, pretty much every intro to every podcast, I talk about some country music festival or concert coming up and how excited I am. So, and CMC lineup came out today. I feel like people who say they don't like country are lying. And they nice. haven't heard the new stuff. Like, we're not nice. talking, like, old school country. You know what I mean? Like, oh, new see, school. I'm a sucker for old school oh, country. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I don't know how old school I can go. Is Slim Darcy country? Yeah, yeah. Would, would yeah, you I'd get say. around that? I wouldn't get around old Darcy. Is it more like folk? No. Mm, I don't know. I don't but know. But new school country's mad. People lie. Mm. But so I was, Anyways, yeah, sorry. Yes, keep no, going. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, used to track. travel around central Queensland, um, and I worked for... The, the labels that I had was Thomas Cook, Pure Western, Twisted X, and Wrangler, which is really exciting. And um, I worked with... I used to... I. I am from a cattle property back in the day. So, like, when I got a job to be a pretend cowboy, I to jumped. Be a yes. I, a rhinestone I, cowboy. I know, right? I already had, like, R.M. Williams. I had a Cobra hat. I loved it. When the job came up, I remember being like, oh, my God, someone's going to pay me to play dress up. Like, this <laughs> is amazing. It actually, it, and it sucked, actually. The job was, uh, I was doing about 3,000 Ks a week which was a lot of kilometres. Mm. But I did love going to all these different communities out there and knowing that I probably would have never made the trip unless I had the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to be paid to go and travel Central And Queensland. that is the best type of work, I feel. I mean, personally, that's like the dream. Like, yeah. And I live in it. It's so cool. I know. And mm-hmm. the places that I went, I, I did. Um, I wasn't there very long. I think I was there about six months. And six months of those towns with the kilometres I was doing was a little bit soul-destroying because you probably only need to spend two hours in each town to mm-hmm. really have seen everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like on my like sixth trip I'm like oh man Winton again oh like honestly I remember I stayed at this hotel in Winton and it was like 
uh, honeymoon suite. That was the only thing they had available. But it was like a honeymoon suite from like the 60s. <laughs> I felt super uncomfortable being in there. Like pillow, like heart pillow. Oh, yeah, gosh. silk sheets. I've never slept on those before. Oh, Don't. fancy darling. I know, right? Oh. It was me staying in there. I remember feeling like super uncomfortable. I was like, how many people have had sex in this bed? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in Winton too. Like we don't know what they look like. I don't want to think about it. And, oh, um, gosh. I guess before that role, I um, my first sales-based role was I worked for a waste management company here in Townsville. And um, very different to what I do now. That was, you know, a lot of cold call sales. And the, the account management side was very simple. It was a waste service, mm-hmm. you know. How many bins do you need? How, mu- how much rubbish you pick up? There wasn't a lot yep. involved in there. So the customer relationship side was sort of poor in the way that, like, mm-hmm. you didn't need to be able to do that much. Yeah. And uh, before that, and probably one of my favourite jobs is I worked uh, for a pawn shop, but not the fun kind, uh, the second-hand, <laughs> yeah, the second-hand <laughs> goods store. I have to say that every time. Because people just will assume... I actually like, think I remember that when the first time we met when you told me that, and I was like, keep going, there's there's more to this yes, story. I yeah. learned that the hard way. Because <laughs> I remember I'd be telling people I used to work at a pawn shop, and everyone just assumed sexual and because I never followed up because mm. porn to me was P-A-W-N but porn to them was like he's a freak and then I was like oh man I've been saying that for years and people have been thinking that I oh work well that's on them not you yes yeah. but like that is like I was probably five years before I started having to clarify and I was like man how many people have I told where I work and they're just assuming that like I work selling dildos or something like <laughs> that's bad you know what I mean that was crazy that, I, that haunts <laughs> me but that was a really fine job because you get to <laughs> porn shops have so many characters in there yes and even though you're dealing with people that are you know doing it really tough and they need loans and they need money you deal with like they have these crazy stories yeah as in like some of the stories that I've heard from people and the lives that they've lived is insane. Like, and I don't think that anybody could really comprehend it unless you were me and listening to mm-hmm. them firsthand. Yeah. And I love dragons and stories. You like pretty it up, put some fairies and princesses and castles in there and lie to me. It's okay, yeah. right? Make it cool. Make it cool. Yes. Like, and, but they that. were always so engaging. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a history about like where I've come from and what I've mm-hmm. done. I got to work with uh, my brother and my sister for the better part of seven years too, which I feel, you know, really lucky to experience. Mm-hmm. Like that's a nice bond. Like usually I feel like when you leave your home and you get to experience that with Sam. Yeah. But like when you leave home, usually everyone goes a separate ways and does, does their own careers. And now that I'm 32 and have a family, there's less time available for your other family because you've got your own commitments. Yeah. Yeah. So now stuck all of that so much has brought you to where you are today, which is in billboards and in sales and advertising. So who do you mostly work with? Uh, so I work with everybody and um, I've everybody. been really fortunate over the, that I've been in billboards five years and uh, my main role is helping to grow businesses and uh, I feel like I, in the last five years, have really made a positive impact on the local level. Like I look around Townsville and I see businesses that have gone from one strength to another and knowing that I've played a role in their growth, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. They might not think that I have, but I feel like I have. You, you know, know what's so special about that? I love that you started with that being able to see other businesses' growth because of the impact that you have made. And I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, really struggle to, you know, stand up and take pride in their job, especially in a sales point of view, where you can say like, hey, that was me or, you know, I have helped you get there. That is, I really like that you started yes, with that. and I would never take anything away from them either, as no. in like, I'm not the reason for their, their success they are, you know, and I, I sometimes think about advertising, which is that... Some businesses don't need to advertise if they're not ready for it. And we talked about that a little bit yesterday, which is that people need to have their processes and their systems and everything organised to make sure that they can get the most out of anything. So I would be the first to say in any of my meetings that, 
you know, I think that thing, there's things that we can work on before you take this step into advertising. And, you know, it is a great step and I love that mm-hmm. you're thinking about it, but maybe we could focus in-house a little bit more and tidy some things up so that way when we are ready to advertise, we can really take full advantage of it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think about advertising is expensive. It doesn't matter what medium you're in. You want to make sure that you get the most out of it. Exactly, yeah. And I kind of did have a thing... F- a thought on that um, this morning actually just on my way here is there's so much free advertising out there at the moment you know there's opportunities on Instagram and TikTok and social media to go into advertising and not spend a lot of money of it because you know with these platforms you do have the opportunity just to go randomly viral one day so why should someone spend their money on advertising then when we do have these opportunities these days to kind of get a lot out of it without spending the money on it so why should we pay for it i think about that as why do you need to go to work if you're buying lotto tickets mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. lotto tickets nice i buy one every week and i cross my fingers and i love to dream and i definitely think that you should buy a lotto ticket i think you need to be in the race but you definitely need to be doing the work as well mm-hmm. and um why do we need to advertise? Is that was the question? Yes, that yes. was my question. Well, Why should I pay for it if I can already get a lot of it for free? I, I think that I would be the first to say that advertising isn't the best way to get business. I think doing a great job, doing it right, giving good customer service, I think that is the most important thing. I think mm-hmm. word of mouth for any industry, any businesses, that will get people the mm-hmm. most money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, we're up against other businesses who, who are doing great work as well and sometimes to be able to separate ourselves from them and gain more of the market we need to mm-hmm. be out there more mm-hmm. you know i think about um you know it doesn't matter if you've got an established brand so branding firstly i think is the most important part for any business say billboards in particular there's a reason that you know these major brands like apple and coca-cola and they McDonald's invest McDonald's is on every billboard, They're a billboard business yeah mm-hmm. they have billboards you know they have a sign which in my eyes is out of home media which is what mm-hmm. they do in every single one of their centers so whether you're establishing a brand establishing a brand is so vital like yeah. you need, people need to establish a brand. And if you have an established brand, then that means that you can use advertising as a way to better communicate with your customers. Mm-hmm. And you'll still brand in the, there as well, but you can kind of get more messages across. And uh, a lot of it is people want to grow. Yeah. So to be, able to, to be able to grow, you need to advertise. You need to try and gain more customers and you need to gain them from different areas or different client bases or maybe you just want to target and really zero down on a specific market. Mm-hmm. So... I, I get it all the time. You know, yeah. people, people tell me that um, the one thing I've Especially been getting, because you would get it a lot because it is, you know, what you're selling is a little bit more expensive than your usual just Facebook ad or something. Yes. So oh. it is. You would get that a lot. I know. Uh, I had a meeting this week where the guy told me that he spent a little bit of money on um, – he, he spent not a little bit of money. I thought it was a little bit of money. He spent a, uh, he spent a bit of money on, uh, you know, Google and Facebook. And I asked him how much, and it was $1,000. And in my head I was like, well, that's really low. Like, what do you really expect when you put $1,000 into anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my, my car services can be $1,000 sometimes, but you're trying to grow your business with $1,000. Like, sometimes I really feel like you need to commit to the idea. Yeah. You need to follow through. But you need to understand where your money's going mm-hmm. as well. You said you work when I asked who do you work with, and you said everyone, yeah. which is so cool. You get to meet lots of different people every day. What are some common problems that you see amongst all of these different businesses that you work with i think it's it's i think it's a super competitive world yes and i think that um you know they say a bad person tells 100 people and a good person tells one so i think it's really hard to separate yourself so um you know i think about 
one of my main clients is a, a trade service industry. And the thing that I love that the most that they've done is that they advertise and they do great work. So yeah. every time we get a client from an advertising campaign, say, and we, we use worst case scenarios and say that they get one person a week. And they're, they're spending quite a bit of money. And we go, well, yep. what is that? And that's worst case scenario, right? One person a week. But we know because they are doing everything right in their business and they've got such a, you know, they, all the processes right, they do a great job, they clean up after themselves, they mm-hmm. do all these things, they're trustworthy, they, they quote fairly, they have integrity. We know that that one person that they do service is going to come back. Mm-hmm. We know that one person who they did service probably has a friend or a cousin or a mum or a brother or a sister they're going to recommend to. So that one person can compound into who knows how many people, depending on the great work that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, word of mouth. I think we were talking about this yesterday and I think people find it particularly hard to spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising because word of mouth is so important and don't want to lose the significance of that and in this episode that is definitely so important. You know, our business, I was saying to you, Townsville Helicopters, we did a survey of all our students and why they have chosen us and I think it was 98% of them all come to us from word of mouth, not through sales and all that stuff. But then on top of that, you want to be reaching those 2% who haven't heard about you before and that's where the advertising comes into play. And we can kind of stimulate word of mouth as well, which is that, you know, someone might not remember the service that they've used, but if they've been seeing you around everywhere, you know, out in the community, we work on tip of tongue, Mm -hmm. which is we want to make you the easiest thought that they have when they need your service. Mm -hmm. So... Even though, so in that way, advertising accelerates word of mouth as well. And word of mouth is the most important, but obviously we want to try and push that further if we can, Mm -hmm. which is that, you know, my trade service who does an amazing job and they they always do and they're a really big business and I think that they are irrefutably the best in town. If they weren't advertising, the person who used them two years ago who needs them again, if they've forgotten about them, or, mm. you know, say they can't remember who, they're not going to call them. They might call somebody else. But if they've been seeing them around every single day, they're still top of mind. Mm-hmm. So when they do do the Google search or they might call directly or they've got the business card on the fridge, they will call that person. It's that recognition and repetition as well. And that's why I think you would back me up in saying that, you know, what you maybe, for example, have on a billboard should reflect then on your social media, should reflect in your print in what you're saying. Like, it all needs to tie in together. Yeah, it's complete synergy. We Mm -hmm. um, got a study done the other day that talked about how, you know, social media advertising is branding now. And it's it's branding in the way that mediums can now compound each other. And I can't rattle off the study. I actually read it every time because (laughs) otherwise the numbers sound like I'm making it up. (laughs) But it was talking about people, you can prime them with, say, digital out-of-home media, which makes them more likely to engage with a social media post because they've Mm -hmm. seen you somewhere else before. So Mm -hmm. they recognise your fonts, your colours, your imagery. And if we synergise that all together, when you're flicking through your phone and you see something that you think that you might remember and you maybe you don't know where from and all we're doing is making people more likely to engage mm-hmm. and that is the best case scenario because mm-hmm. with advertising you can't promise anything if i could promise people you're going to make a million dollars from this campaign yeah. it would be much more expensive than it is <laughs> because no one's cracked the code because everything works in its own different way yeah and you know if and i always say like with billboard campaigns you can spend the most amount of money and have the wrong message and you've wasted it mm-hmm. which is why i play a really heavy role that you know if we're going to do a big campaign Campaign. We have a very clear strategy. The, ca- the creative has to be on point. We use our senior designers. We make sure that everything is perfect so we can maximise the effectiveness. And we can try and mitigate loss. Not saying we can do it completely, but we can sort of, I call it like um, insurance for your campaign. If we okay. do all the things right, we know that you're in the best position to be able to get something out of this. Mm-hmm. And for someone maybe sitting at home, I think there's a lot of people, especially over the past couple of years when, you know, 
our normal job roles dropped off and people had to think outside the box, create their own small businesses for for maybe any of the frequent flyers sitting at home who have started a small business and maybe they can't afford $30,000 on advertising and you were saying before, well, where's $1,000 going to get you, that sort of stuff. So what's some advice for someone who's just starting out a small business and they're looking at putting some money into advertising or, yeah, they just they just have no idea where to start and they want to get their brand out there. Do you have any mm-hmm. advice for that? Because I think that starting point and that first, you know, a lot of people say the first 10K, either that followers or sales or um, orders, that sort of stuff, that first 10K is always so hard. So how do you get there? Firstly, I love small business and congratulations to anyone who's starting them. And I think the best part about you starting a small business is you're clearly really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I think passion is infectious. And I would say, save your money, invest more in whatever that may be and get in front of people Mm -hmm. because that's free. And if you're you're passionate, passion sells. And you you know your market. Find out who they are. Like spend, if I could say, spend the money to find the information about who you're trying to reach, what your target demographic is, what are the best ways to reach them, have a brainstorm, how do you think? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many great ways to reach people, but really we don't want to be advertising to the masses if we don't have to. We want to be advertising to a really specific audience. Mm -hmm. We want to advertise to the people who are likely to buy. And unfortunately with social media, when you spend $1,000 and you advertise to 15,000 people, and that number looks really really good but if you advertise to 14,500 people over 60 and your product is marketed towards 20 year olds you've just wasted your money Mm -hmm. so finding out who you're trying to reach and the best ways to reach them and if you can get to them in person do that Mm -hmm. pick up the phone reply get involved in forums facebook is amazing social media is such a great tool Mm -hmm. the ability that we have to be able to go and connect with anybody you know i would probably spend a thousand dollars depending on my business and i would try and get social media influencers involved and i don't mean people with a hundred thousand followers i mean people specific to the product or the service that you're Mm -hmm. offering whoever they may be Mm -hmm. so if it's mums you know reach out to someone who's got a mum group reach out to the mum group see if you can provide value to them and they can provide value back to you i love that because a lot of people just go for the figure which we actually spoke about well i spoke about on the podcast last week was not niching down and you know not worrying about the number on the screen because it is about how engaging and you know if it is targeted to what you're trying to sell or the message you're trying to get across that's so much more important and I love that you said passion sells big time that is I think that's my favorite quote ever yes, now I is. love that yeah well you're welcome it's free you can use <laughs> thank that. you but, but I'm it, gonna it, take it, that it's so true and I think if you're starting a small business whatever it is I think you're clearly passionate about it enough and mm. I, it doesn't matter if you're passionate about the product or you're passionate about the idea of being a millionaire it means that you're motivated yeah and if you're motivated and you believe in it and I really do think that you need to believe in what you're selling or what you're trying to get out into the market and your idea should always be value-based like what can I give mm-hmm. like how because that will keep you feeling sleeping at night it'll keep you feeling good it'll keep feeling like you are on the right mission so even if things get tough you know that your mission is positive that you're giving value and people just need to see it we need to make them realize mm-hmm. and on the other side of that so let's say someone has just stepped into a marketing role for maybe a bigger company a company who was willing to spend a little bit more on advertising but they are fresh to this job let's let's create a scene they're fresh to the marketing role they've been given the boss's credit card and the boss has said here you go make my advertising great you know spend my money where I need to spend it the choice is yours I trust you what is your advice to someone like that have I just I've just thrown that scenario no, no, no. well you? I met with a marketing manager this week who uh 
works for a really massive company and um, I met with the previous market manager as well so I actually know like what the company really advertises in and if I was just starting out I would first say that be wary of people trying to convince you and sell you snake oil make sure that you know your business because I think it's really easy to be convinced if you don't know what it is your business is trying to achieve so Mm -hmm. we go back to what are we trying to achieve? What is our strategy here? Who are we trying to reach? Whether it's, you know, are we trying to push an important message out to the community or are we trying to make as much money as possible? Mm-hmm. And those couple of questions for anyone who is in a marketing role, those couple of questions always come up when you're talking advertising. So just, yeah, know the answer really clearly before. Have a notebook. I carry around my little notebook all the time when I don't even need it sometimes. But, yeah, always have those questions just written down so then you can feel confident as well if you are stepping into a meeting and you've got the boss's credit card and you don't, you know, you want to look like you kind of half know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, 100%. And I think that, you know, when I go into these meetings and I always make sure I ask the right questions and I get as much clarity as possible so I can design the campaign that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. So if we use the example of, let's say, a law firm, you know, yep. what are they trying to achieve? There's so many different types of law. We've got litigation, family law. Um, criminal law, you know, who, who, which one are we trying to push? Are we trying to push all of them? Are we trying to brand? It's been a while since we've advertised. Is branding important to us? Do enough people know about us? Getting that clear strategy out, and, if and let's say they say branding. So, great. If you say branding, that means we need to get your brand in front of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And what is our ethos? What do, what do we want our brand to be? Because your brand is more than just your logo and your colours. Mm-hmm. It's what you're about. And we need to push that. And so for branding, it's quite simple. We want as many people to know about us and we want to reach them as many times because that's how brands are built. The brand, the brand is built through a snowball. Mm-hmm. But then we, if we dive deeper and say that, that we really want to push litigation, you know, it's a struggling area for us and um, we want to get in front of business owners, well, great, that's a really specific conversation. And the more specific we can get, we can then tailor the campaign around that. So if I said to them, well, if I can get you a, a billboard in front of you know, a community full of business owners, would that make sense to you? Well, if we're trying to push litigation, it does. But if I said to you know, you know them, I've got a billboard. You know, it's, it targets a lot of people. You know, it's, it's say it's the busiest billboard wherever it is. It targets a lot of people, but the demographic is you know it's in a lower socioeconomic area. It doesn't make sense. Mm. But so you need to know as well. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. And I think trust is really important. And yes. um, I think I operate on trust and integrity, and I want long relationships. I want to give value. I. And I th- think I said this to you yesterday. I'm not a salesman. I'm an account manager, but I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. So when I go into a business, I'm not there to sell anything. I am there to educate you on how things work mm-hmm. and how we can achieve that. And then I'm just going to show you what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bounce ideas. I want people to pick as many holes and things as possible mm-hmm. because the more holes you pick, the more we can fill it up. And the more holes that we fill up, the clearer it is about your campaign. Mm-hmm. So the more that you're going to believe and trust that it works. Mm-hmm. And when we're shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars, you want to be crystal clear that you have made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Crystal yes. clear. Otherwise, you will call me and you'll be like, Jake, you freaking ripped me <laughs> off. You didn't explain this to me. And I'm sure that there are salespeople out there. So mm-hmm. I think knowing your client and what you're trying to achieve if you're a marketing manager, knowing how to reach them, and we can talk about that as in like I'm educating people, right? And, you know, billboards for me, I think that we can reach every market and everybody. And I think branding is important for every business no matter what it is. But definitely not. It's all about them. It's not mm-hmm. about me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I'm there to educate you on billboards, but you mm-hmm. need to know what it is you're trying to achieve. What you're trying to achieve. That's so important. I Just think, the I clear think, goal. Yes. And I think if the person who comes in and interviews you and they're in advertising and they don't ask you questions like that, I would immediately be thinking, red flag, 
You know what I mean? Like, Red tag. Yes, right? Because it means that you're trying to sell me what you want to sell me. You're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm never at a meeting to talk to people. I'm there to listen and then give feedback. Mm-hmm. Listen and then give feedback. It's all about them. It's discovery. Let's try and find out what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Red flag for sure if they don't do that. Yes. There's definitely people out there. Mm-hmm. I've met them. You know what I mean? There's hundreds of people out there that are out there to sell a product mm-hmm. and they don't care what it is and they just want your money. I love that how you said you're you're there to to listen and to understand and that is why your customer relationships is so good and you said watch out for the people who are just trying to sell and focus more on the trust and that's where you've stepped into our lives and our business and yeah I remember I had a couple meetings with various um, marketing agencies and you know advertising companies all that sort of stuff and you know, I just, I, I never got the vibe. I was, it was always that they were just trying to sell me something. They were trying to take my money. And I'm sure like the marketing probably could have been great if I ended up going with it, but I just didn't want to, cause I didn't want to work with people who I didn't get along with. And as soon as you walked into our hangar and we had the meeting straight away, I was just like, yep, we're going to work with this guy. He, he knows what he's talking about. And not even you, we didn't even really talk about you know what we were there which was billboards that we weren't even talking about that we were just talking about life and you know everything else and the business goals that sort of stuff you weren't at any point like okay right are you going to sign this paper and are we going to get your business up on a billboard it was it was nothing like that and I just think your customer relationships I've always admired it and I remember mum actually I think when you met her at the hangar one day she she embarrassed me she was like oh Georgie just loves working with you Jake yeah, and I, I was just like and I was like mom shut up yeah. you'll make his head big like Buddy, no, it can't get any bigger please <laughs> don't do that but is it you know I think I didn't feel so confident talking about it because I didn't know how to teach the frequent flyers you know customer relationships is it something that you've learned have you always been you know a very open book a very people pleaser is there yeah is there any tips you've learned in your five years of build with bishop is there anything that you've learned in customer relationships because i just feel that like every meeting maybe you know bias maybe i'm just your absolute favorite client but i know (laughs) for a fact that like pretty much everyone you work with would say it's all about your relationships and you just feel like you're a mate to everyone. So I feel like that's something you definitely, you know, your first ever billboard that you've sold, I'm sure you've come a long way since then in your relationship with your customers. So is there anything that I can take away? Yes, and I think we'd start young and I think my mum always taught me that treat others like you want to be treated. So have integrity in your approach is most important, right? Be passionate, you know, believe in what you're selling or believe in what you're trying to educate people about and like that will carry through. It'll help you sleep at night, it'll help you maintain your relationship. You know, when I was at um, City Cash, my first job, my main job was front of house. So mm-hmm. I used to serve, you know, 500 people a day and I was curious. They always had interesting stories and you always wanted to talk to them. Like the last thing I wanted to do was be like, how much do you want? $30, here's $30. It was, hey man, mm-hmm. how's your day? What's been going on? Tell me about your life. You know, I still remember people's names. When I walk through the mall, I am famous. Mm-hmm. We're famous with a different kind of people. But I'm famous and they love me because, and, and when I say they love me, they love me. They will come out of their way to say hello. I will be with my family and someone will come up to me with no shoes on and ripped in the shirt. <laughs> and they'll be like, Jake, mate, how you been going? You're a big boy now. And they'll, you know, say all these <laughs> things. And it's because I've made a positive impact on their life because I was someone who cared. Mm-hmm. So I think caring about your relationships and treating people like you would like to be treated is super important. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when I got into Bishop, I am... Um, I definitely wasn't as rehearsed as I am now and I think it's taught me that um, there's more responsibility now with what I'm in which is that mm-hmm. I'm spent like my waste management was you know 
$100 to $200 a week. You know, Thomas Cook, they were doing really big orders, but it wasn't really a sales environment. Like, people were buying a product and then selling it. So I feel so much more responsibility now when I am putting together a campaign because there are large sums of money involved. And, um, you know, I would never take... If, if someone told me that they were going broke, you know what I mean, I would never be there. I'd be like, mate... Do we need to do this? Like, yes. you, I don't. I don't think that this is going to give you the immediate return that you think mm-hmm. you need. I think it will work, and it is great. But you need to be in a position to be able to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So I would never try and take someone's last dollar out of their pocket. And that responsibility I carry into every meeting, which is that I want to make sure that people get the most out of it. And again, it just loops back to having integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, being kind, listening to people. It mm-hmm. all I feel like should be the basic fundamentals of being a person, not just a yeah. man. Which is just. You know, that treat others like you want to be treated. It's just so, it covers so much. Yeah, you're always there to help, not to sell. Yes, right. And that's mm-hmm. all we're going to do. And like, I really do take personal responsibility. Like, you know, and the way that I can remove that is if I ever felt like I did wrong by somebody, it would actually bother me. Like, mm-hmm. I would not be able to sleep and I would hate knowing that. You know, I'm walking down the street. We talk about, um, it's only something that I've been thinking of lately, which is that, you know, everybody has their own personal brand. You do this podcast, the people that you meet and influence, Mm -hmm. like Georgie has a brand, Jake has a brand too. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that our personal brand is positive. We want to make sure that people think good about us. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Because, actually, I'm just going to show you that because even if your business is so good, like you could be the best-selling activewear brand in the world, but... And people could love your products, but if they don't love you and your personal brand, then you're going to struggle. Big time. You need to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Connection. Yes. I love that. And I think people might lose it a little bit these days because, you know, we are so on our phone, social media based, and connection is something that can slip away from us a bit. But just like like we do, like just having a lunch a lunch date or picking up the phone, giving each other a call just to be like, hey, how was your weekend? Or even though we are feeling a little less, you know, connected, we don't maybe go out as much because we can do it all online, but use that online sense. So, yep, okay, let me see what Georgie was up to on the weekend. Cool, I'm going to give her a call and say, you know, how was that? Like, we can use it to our advantage to still connect. And I think about, you know, we talked about your trip that you're making. And I, I said to you that, you know, when we have these meetings, we don't have to talk about billboards. We are just going to talk mm-hmm. and we are going to connect and we're going to see what ideas arrive. And it, again, we have that I'm here to help you mm-hmm. in whatever area I can. And we had a really favourable outcome, right? Mm-hmm. It yes. was amazing. It's really yes. exciting. Yes, I remember you called me and you were nearly crying. It was I, really yes. awesome. So, yes, we're... The Frequent Flies, I haven't spoken about it much on the podcast yet because I want to do a whole episode dedicated to it. But um, a lot of you would know if you've seen the socials that I am heading off on a three-month trip next year. And Jake has put me in contact with a very good car company here in Townsville. And yeah, so now I have a house and a car to live out of next year, all thanks to Jake. And again, it's got nothing to do with billboards, but I know that you're there purely to help me. Yes, and, and, and they're just conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the last thing I would want if I was a business owner is some salesman coming in every time and seeing what he can sell me. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I would be very guarded about what I tell him because mm-hmm. if I tell him too much information, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, he's going to try mm-hmm. and sell me something. He's going to send me an email. Then I'm going to have to say no to him. And if they like you, they're going to feel bad. And I don't yep. want people to feel bad. But mm-hmm. if you go in there just having a natural conversation, and I don't apply pressure. I'm not a pressure person. I let people make decisions. It's their money. I want them to think about it. 
I want you to think about it so much that when you press the button, you think it's a good idea. I don't want you to press it early and then regret it, even in the slightest. I don't want 1%, you know what I mean? And sometimes people do need to take a jump and sometimes they do just need to press it. And Mm -hmm. like that's up to them. I'm never going to be there holding your hand while you press the button. Yeah. But um, yes, having conversations, like, you know, becoming integrated. I feel like um, in my roles in the accounts that I manage, I... You know, I'm a advertising educator. I won't just talk about billboards. I'll talk about. I learn about their business. I know so much. You know, yeah. I try and connect my businesses together. And I might go to this one and say, just so you know, mm-hmm. I work with this person, and this is what they do. And you know, after the conversations we had, I think that you know, a relationship could be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, would you be open to you know maybe reaching out? This is what they do, and that's in their call, right? I'm just going to pass you the email. I'm going to pass the contact. I'm going to tell so and so that you might call, and it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have started working together, or they've seen them around, or they've done all these yep. things. So, and it's a good recommendation again, you know and I mean? that connection again. Yes, and it was mm-hmm. unrelated. You know what I mean? I'm yep. connecting people. I'm helping them. They're trusting mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. I think about trust. Trust in like, and we could use our example, uh, our relationship for example, that trust once it's gone, Mm. it's really hard to get back. Yes. Super hard. So like you always want to make sure that you're operating with your own personal integrity because if you're putting up some sort of facade, Mm -hmm. that will fail. It might not be this week or today. Well, and, you know, you can't keep up with your lies forever. So making sure you're true and honest in your approach and you're working in whoever you are, making sure that you're remaining honest to yourself when mm-hmm. you conduct yourself. Because yeah. that way, I know that no matter who I meet, I feel like I am the same Jake. I'm the same mm-hmm. Jake to everybody that I meet. Whether I'm matching a mirror in a meeting or, you know, changing this, but my... Yes, let's talk about that. Mm, all right, that yes. That matching a mirror, because you taught me that phrase and I love it and I think a lot of people feel as though, you know, they've always got to be the big dog in the room and, you know, they're seen as a professional person so they can kind of never let, you know, their the other side of them show in that sense. Let's talk a little bit about that. All right. So we spoke about connection. Yes. And you can you, – it is very difficult to imagine two people like this connecting. Mm-hmm. Can I see that? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, we'll put it up. So someone up here, someone down yeah, here. Yeah, so someone high and someone low. And whatever that looks can like – Can see that? You need, you, yeah, right. You need to be on the same level with people. And that's how connection is based. Like I'm not going to – if I'm in business mode and I just went from a boardroom talking to all these directors and then I go meet with the fridgey and I'm using the same terminology in the same language, I'm not going to connect with him. He's not going to develop a connection with me. He's going to be like, why is this – you know, I swear on here. You can you can oh, do whatever yeah. you want. Why, it's up to yeah, you. Yeah, it'll be like, why is this dickhead saying all these words? You know what I mean? Like he's saying all these numbers. I don't really care about that. So you've got to meet people on their level. So imagine yes. your mirror is know who you're talking to. Yes. You know, when I meet with boardrooms and directors and CEOs and all these people, and some, you know, a lot of the time I don't feel smart enough to be in those rooms. But uh, it, and that's you are so I, smart self, enough. Self criticism. Yes. Yes, you know I what know. I mean? It can I be know. very intimidating going yes. into these rooms it can sometimes. Be. Yeah. And uh, you know, and going from those rooms and the things that they want to talk about, you know, and I know that they're going to want to talk about analytics i want to know i know they're going to want to talk about their, their money and you know being able to educate them properly but then you know say this week i met with a air air conditioning and refrigeration business and the last thing that he wants me to do is go in there and bombard him with all this data yeah. he, he just wants, wants to be your mate you know yeah, he wants it si- well he wants and he wants the right information too yeah. but he wants it simple and he wants mm-hmm. it clear and yep. you know again he wants honesty everyone mm-hmm. wants honesty they just don't know whether they trust words coming out so mm-hmm. you need to be able to explain things to them yep. so that's matching your mirror so yes. no matter no matter what room you walk into and if you don't match your mirror you're not going to develop a connection your and language not, is so important. Yes, and I'm, I'm not saying don't be yourself. I'm saying no. know who you're talking to. Exactly. You know, what I mean? know what information that they want. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell them all the information that you want to tell them. Again, right, we go back to listening. 
asking them questions. What information do you want to know? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, what's important to you? Yeah. You know, if you really need to talk about statistics, ask him. Would mm-hmm. you like to hear some statistics? I'm sure if he's nice, he will say yes, but I'm sure he probably still doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. I think that was like, as I said, I've worked with a couple other businesses before um, I met you and it was, yeah, it was just all this stuff thrown in my face and you need this and you need that and here's our statistics and why you should work with us and I was like again like I I don't care I just want someone who I can we can work together it's all about working together and who I can connect with and who I can trust and knowing that it's going to work too because like it's all good trusting someone but you need to know it's going to work and again that's trust for me that's my uh, responsibility in the relationship Mm -hmm. that if you trust me I need to do the right thing by you no matter Mm -hmm. what that is which is mean to make sure that we have clear campaigns clear strategies put you in the right places from the uh, the answers that you've given me making sure that this makes a lot of sense yeah yes i love that i i I was concerned about this podcast because i was like we can just talk for hours and i feel like we're just gonna go and go and go but is there any other final advice that or things that you have learned in advertising or in customer relationships otherwise i'm gonna sit here for about another three hours like our meetings always do go on well i think Advertising so broad, you know, and um, it, it, it's complex and it's laid and there's so many different mediums out there and they definitely all have their place in the market. And, um, you know, I'm biased. You know, the reason that I'm really passionate about what I do is that I believe that the company that I work for is a market leader. And what market leader means to me, it means that we have the best billboards in every market, mm-hmm. which makes my passion easy and it makes my responsibility easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a billboard here on a local level and if we've got towns or listeners, everybody will know about it. And I think it's my company's best billboard. They don't agree with me. I don't know if they do. But <laughs> I, I say it all the time. And, you know, there's things that make, say, a billboard great, which is, you know, reach frequency dwell time and noise so reach is how many people see it frequency is how many times they're seeing it noise is you know is there anything around the billboard that takes your attention away from it you know because mm-hmm. billboards are about attention right we need people to see it and dwell time is how long do they have to absorb that message mm-hmm. so here on a local level we've got a billboard that it is on the junction of 50 percent of the main arterial roads mm-hmm. so as far as i'm concerned you can't actually physically get better on a per capita level mm-hmm. so with advertising it's about Again, knowing your business, but it's about, I think if you're going to dive into advertising, you know, when I hear about people splashing a little bit here and splashing a little bit there, I, you know, and I meet with marketing, uh, I meet with business owners and business owners will, you know, sometimes be like, I'll be like, what do you do for advertising? And they'll be like, oh, you know, I spend 1500 bucks on this. And I'll be like, why do you do that? Oh, well, I need to advertise. Like, well, so you don't know why you need to do it. Like, you know, and they, they, they get this internal checklist that they feel like they are doing the right thing because they're spending money on advertising. Mm-hmm. And me, I go, well, I would never do that to you. I would never, if you just came to me and said, I want to give you $1,500 to advertise my business, I'd say, why? Mm. What are we trying to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you just want to give me $1,500, sure. But like, Get we need clear. to, yeah, exactly, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to know what you're trying to do when you're advertising. But I also think that you need to dive in. You know, I, I've, the amount of campaigns that I've said no to, you know, because I've gone in there, we've learned about their business, and, you know, I've told them all these things, and they will, they'll say, you know, I want to do four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, four weeks isn't long enough. Yeah, and if you did want to do four weeks, and some people are really adamant about you know getting on this campaign, I'd be like, all right, well, we need to have a really strong call to action here to make sure that this actually goes somewhere because in four weeks we can't even achieve branding. Mm-hmm. Branding is done over a long time space of time, mm-hmm. so it's about if you're gonna do it, you need to dive in, you need to commit to the journey, and mm-hmm. I think committing to the journey, and at the end, if you say if whatever campaign you did with any medium, and you can say irrefutably, 
that did not work for me. Yeah. You can if you did your campaign right, your strategy right, you knew who were trying to reach and it did not work for you, no is amazing. Knowing that it did not work for you is the best thing ever because mm-hmm. it means now you're going to focus your attention on things that might work. Yeah. And if we work through enough no's, we're going to eventually get enough yeses. We're eventually going to find that gold. Yeah, and on top of that as well, I think not being afraid to ask other people for help because someone else looking into your business is like it can provide you with so much more and it can a lot of people you know we like I use our company for example we have a lot of different things we do that air work we do the charter we do the training and someone else and then there's all four different businesses amongst that and then someone else looking into it and seeing kind of what the most important part is or what you know will attract a lot of people is really important as well so don't be afraid to ask for help or ask someone like yourself get them on board even if it's just for a meeting you don't have to sign any contract or anything you can easily have meetings with people free and then walk away yeah 100% I love talking for free I'm doing mm-hmm. it now yes and you are right and I think about those questions that we talked about in those meetings I think people should ask themselves that because a lot of these meetings when I go to I would say 80% of the time when I say, what, what's your target client? Mm. Who do they look like? Let's get yep. specific. They, I know that they think about it on the spot. And I was like, okay, well, great. You're learning now because we, even though you're telling me the answers, I can see that you're now thinking about this probably more than you ever have. Yes. And don't say everybody. And mm-hmm. if it is everybody, pick something. You know, yep. what I mean, pick a demographic, pick a pick an age group. You know, pick somewhere that you want to focus on, mm-hmm. and double down on that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. knowing again, it's that inside out, right? It's that self discovery. You know, finding out the most you can about your business, and then mm-hmm. finding great ways to reach that audience. Mm-hmm. And the more specific you get, the easier it will be. Mm-hmm. And again, word of mouth is the best. So. You know, before you advertise, before you even think about advertising, if you're a service-based industry or retail or whatever it is, make sure that your systems and processes are in place mm-hmm. because you need to do a great job. If you do a great mm-hmm. job, you will accelerate word of mouth. If you drop the ball, you'll never get that person back and fingers crossed they don't tell everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of the time in this day and age they do. That's why you need, like we talk about, you need mm-hmm. honesty, honesty and integrity. You need people mm-hmm. out there spreading the good message, spreading the trust, and like you know. It, it, so it, that customer relationship, yes. being yeah, being a mate, being there, having the trust. Yes, and it's in every you know when we talk about it. You know, the more we talk about it, it, it involves everything, mm-hmm. right? Which is you know, it's so it's so um, sad to say that uh, you know some people don't have it, but you know, mm-hmm. integrity should be the thing that everybody looks for mm-hmm. and everybody tries to have. I love this. So I'm so glad that I got all of this on record because I was saying um, yesterday after our meeting, I was like, Jake just has so much good shit to say, but I feel like I just want to all like have a have it on record every meeting so I can take it home and always listen to it and just learn from it. So I'm really glad that I could get you in the studio today. Before we go, I'm going to use you for travel chat today. Do you have a travel chat? To share with us? Oh, yes, I do. You and do? Yeah, okay, well, of course. I actually thought about these last night. So we've, we've <laughs> get got, comfortable. We've got the one in Winton where I stayed in the honeymoon suite. Oh, yes. I know. Honestly, yes. that still haunts me to this day. I also got attacked by dogs there. Oh. I know. It's funny now when I think about it because I was a grown was man screaming <laughs> for my life. But it was not funny at it's the time. It's not funny. I didn't laugh just then. No. no. I remember when I was um, – probably the most embarrassing one is I was super proud of being a, 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 a pretend cowboy. I was super proud of it. I loved it. You know what I mean? I just loved being out of You grew up on your farm. You're a cowboy. Yeah, I know. But I'm definitely – You can be whatever you want I these got, days, my, mate. My wrists are way too limp to be like a real cowboy. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's fine. I understand. It. But I remember they, I used to get called a city slicker cowboy. Oh. By the locals. Okay. That hurt. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like. I would be like, oh, but I remember I went to this pub. I think I was in Richmond 
And um, they got the barracuda thing, the dinosaur. Yes. That, that in Richmond. Yes. I remember it, I just Richmond went into this and pub. Yes. And I remember I didn't even, I ordered food and I left before it arrived because I just felt so uncomfortable. And I remember when I turned, I'd rock in, I got fresh RMs or, or fresh Thomas Cooks, I got fresh jeans. Oh, can fresh never have shirt. the fresh clothes. No. No, way. no, no. Fresh no. black cowboy hat. Oh, hats, never mate. trust a man no, in a black hat. Right. Mate. We said it yesterday. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so embarrassing. I remember just having to order my food, stood there really uncomfortable. And I was like, I just need to leave. <laughs> Jake. I know. Aww, anyway, that's not the fun. It, I can imagine little Jake being like. If I was no, little. Aww. I was still like 28. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was little on the inside when I was walking with my tail between my legs back to the hotel. I, um, man, I, they, see, I've done so much travel. All my roles have required travel. And, um, man, some of the stays, like, you know, you, you stay sometimes in places you don't. Really, yeah. you wouldn't stay otherwise. Yeah. But nothing, nothing really like that was embarrassing. I, I did like that story yeah, though. Yeah. Still, I feel like that's on theme with what we were, how we started the episode today. Our little, your little country bum. I know. <laughs> I'm a country guy at heart, so it hurts when they don't believe me. Right? They oh. just look at me scolding, like, get out of here. Like, you okay. can be whatever you want. No, I get oh, it. No, I, I like I that was, story. I was in brand new clothes in a Richmond pub. I understand. I, I was a. Hey, you learnt. I know. You learnt. I look back now and I'm like, what was that? Thinking, I should like <laughs> rolled around the dirt or something before I went in there. Jeez. No, I feel like that's worse. It's even more noticeable then. <laughs> he's got new clothes on. He just he just saw me rolling around in the dirt out the front. Like, what's this guy freaking oh doing? Gosh, oh. no, I love that. Thank you so much for You're coming welcome. in the studio today, spending your Friday morning with me, even though you had to see me yesterday as well. No, it was exciting. I'm very glad that you didn't give me much notice. Yeah, no, we don't I roll like that. You know, I'm a last minute thinker. Yes. I've got awards tonight. Picked up a dress yesterday. Thank God. For Alicia and Lost Boutique. Which, which awards is it? The Townsville Business Women Circles Awards. Hey, yes. Cool. Are you like in some categories then? Too? I have been nominated. Exciting. Yes. But no, just going to celebrate everyone else there and, you know. What are you nominated for? Because you could be there to celebrate yourself too. Corporate Business Women of the Year. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm a corporate queen, if you didn't yes, know. Yes, right. I love this podcast and everything you've done. I really was thinking <laughs> about you. the Georgie brand a lot. And, Aww. like, you know, we spoke about that opportunity that you had offered to you, you know. And, you know, I think, you know, when I looked on your Instagram, I was like, 22. Oh, my God. World's your oyster. Like we said, I had foils in my hair. I had hair at 22. <laughs> and it had blonde through it, which is cringe, I know. But I think about, you know, your personal brand at the moment and, like, the way, like, man, world's your oyster. You Thank got you, for an Jay. award. Well, that's what I was, I was saying at the start, how you've you always been such a good, big supporter and got us on a billboard when we first started and everything. And I just, yeah, feel very grateful to have you in our life and in our business life as well. And, yeah, I, I hope that everyone can find a connection within business, like the relationship that we have, because it's just, it's excellent when you've got people in your corner and, you know, we both back each other. And it has been very, very nice to have you in the podcast because... I've been wanting to get you in here for a while, but I was just like, hmm, how am I going to do it? Yes, last minute. That <laughs> yeah. works, right? And, and there was no, because we have a personal and business relationship, I knew there was no room to pull out of this. No, no, you're not allowed no, to. You're not I allowed know, to say no that. to me. You know yes. that. Yeah. I feel like I, we talk about breaking trust. I feel like that would break our relationship if I was like, look, I can't do it. I this. love the way I asked you as well. I was like, are you free? And you were like, I know yeah. And I was yeah. like, cool, you're on a podcast. I not. Know. And then after I sent that, I was like, Oh, should I maybe ask him if he wants to be? And then no, I was like, no, fine. he doesn't have a yeah. choice. No, he doesn't. No, he right. knows he doesn't. It's one of those weird ones. In my head, I was like, maybe she needs help moving something and I need to pick <laughs> something up. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying yes to at the start. I was like, I get it. You're small. I'm big. I can, oh. go, I can go and move a fridge or something. Like, I understand. 
I, I actually tell clients of mine sometimes, I'm like, you can call me anytime. I'm like, I genuinely think that we are mm-hmm. friends. And if you call me on a weekend and it is not work-related, I will come. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to move house, I'm like, let's go. Yes, like, love yeah, it. for sure. If you he will fall through, I'm like, know that I will come. Yeah, I, I love you for that. Anyways, Instagram handles or anything if people want to find Jake. If they want to talk to oh. Jake, if they – Jake's also a photographer. Yeah, does so, um, that wonderful dad. He's He's – all of it, guys. If you want to find Jake. Yes. So I am a husband and wife photographer team and my wife is uh, Sarah from Fox Photography and I am MrFox.media and I am a fitness and commercial photographer here in Townsville as well. And um, for all your advertising needs as well, if you just want to have a conversation about, you know, how you can do things a little bit differently or, mm-hmm. you know, increase your brand, get more people through the door, you can uh, reach me on my mobile, which I'm not going to probably share on this. And, <laughs> um, or you can probably just make an inquiry through the website. Yeah, just send the a message. You talk to, for sure. yes. And it's, it's free to talk. I actually really mm-hmm. love being able to talk to business owners and provide insight because mm-hmm. my whole thing when I go on there is, I just want to help you grow. Mm-hmm. So, if it, it, again, if you're passionate, I'm passionate. I love seeing passion. And if I can be involved in any way to help you get to where you want to be, like, I'm all for it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming well, thanks, in. Georgie. Frequent Flyers, thank you so much for listening along to this podcast. I hope you have learned so much from Jake. I definitely have. And if you want to let us know any other episodes that you want to hear from us or if you want Jake on again, just send me a message at aviatrix underscore Australia. You know where to find me, Georgie underscore Arnold. And we will be back in your ears next week. We have another guest in next week, completely different. You know, that's how I roll, that every week is just so different. So we will see you again next week. Ciao. Goodbye. Cool,